Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring, lighting. We have it all. Today, our show is Season 5, and it's Episode 32. Well, Gem Funk is back with us. If you were a listener of ours, and hopefully you have subscribed so you don't miss any good podcasts, Gem Funk has been with us many times, and she's our lighting expert, but also she's an interior designer. Hey, Gem, thank you for joining me again. Oh, thanks for inviting me again. Of course. Of course. My pleasure. Well, today we're going to talk about lighting islands. You know, there's so many people that are either remodeling their kitchen or they're just doing enough to give it a facelift, and lighting, as we know, is very important. So the subject today is how, why, where, when, lighting for the island. So where do we start? I know, you know, a lot of people are adding islands, or maybe they have poor lighting. What would you suggest well, the first place to start, I always would say, is with the size of your island, because size matters in this case. It really does. Because Doesn't size you know, matter in everything? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really does. Yeah. But in this case, that's going to dictate a lot that we need to know when you're selecting island pendants. You know, you and I know in so many homes we've been in, some have really tiny islands, some have medium, and now you have these huge, as we call them, continents. You know, they're huge islands. Yeah. yeah. Almost a little too big. You know, I'm not seeing a lot of angled islands. Most of the islands I'm seeing are rectangular. Are you seeing Thank that? Thank God. you know when you travel from state to state state you'll still see some of those angular islands i think in the east in the midwest and in texas but here in uh, the southwest or the west you're seeing a lot of rectangular clean yeah more simplistic yeah, and I like that better. I don't, I don't know about you, but I just think it looks Well, I have clean. to admit that I have designed angle islands years ago, but it was in, it fit the island, it fit the criteria. A lot of them wanted to have a lot of seating on the island. I don't like seating on a straight island. I feel like I'm at the 5 and 10 or the <laughs> diner, and you can't talk. It's not good for conversation. You can't no, talk you're to people. Right when they're, you know, two ends of the uh, island. So planning on a rectangular island, what do we do first now? Okay, then best thing to do, measure your width of your island, measure your length. And then you also want to know your ceiling height. This is going to have a lot to do with the pendant you select as well. That's very important, actually. Um, It's going to then dictate, you know, and this is going to come into personal preference, but do can you fit, I mean, I hate to say it, but I've seen some islands that can only fit one large pendant or one large linear light instead of multiples. Um, are you going to do three? Can you fit three? Can you fit two large, you know, this is a big trend we're seeing, which I know we're going to get into, but oversized, too large for that person that's like me, a little more symmetrical. You know, we don't want three. But if you can't fit too large, why can't you fit three small? 
You totally can do that. Right. Just because the large drum or huge uh, pendants are in right now doesn't mean that if you can't fit them, you just don't fit them. You can also go with the smaller pendants and go with multi. Exactly. And people, you know, I've never, we've talked about this on so many podcasts, but we live in a day and age where people are kind of doing what they like, finally. Which we encourage. Yes, because, I mean, there are still people still following trends, you know, mm-hmm. but I think very quickly people realize this is a trend and I'm going to look pretty dated if I keep following, what, you know, what they're telling me on HGTV for everything, you know, mm-hmm. um, but not that we're not going to HGTV, but <laughs> there is a lot of decorating trends that you'll see on there. Um, but really, as you and I have always said, be true to yourself. And pendants, this is another subject to get into, they have a personality like you do, and they really dictate your personal personality or whoever you live with's personality. Um, I mean, I, I hate to admit this, but in my own house, I've changed my pendants like three times. I could change them a fourth. Yes, I do have access to lighting, you know, more than others. But it is simple to change pendants. It I is. Mean, it doesn't involve ripping out the ceiling. You have three J boxes up there. Change your pendants. It, if you, I kind of, you know, being in the lighting world for a long time, <laughs> I kind of think of it like changing a piece of jewelry, but that's... And I'm not saying do what I'm I've done, but that's what we're making a point of. It's so easy. If you live with a pendant for five years and you hate it, don't feel bad if you have to change it. It's not like your whole house of lights that you should change like every four, 10 to 14 years. Mm-hmm. Pendants are usually more reasonably priced. Um, I mean, obviously we can get into some high-end ones, but you do have an ability to change. So that's a great place if you get bored or you need a quick update to your Mm -hmm. kitchen, you know, boom, change the pendant. Yeah. I just did a podcast. uh, Was it last week or the week before? I think it might've been last week um, where I said, there are things you can do without renovating your whole kitchen, and lighting was one of them. Change the lights. They are a focal point, and you have a totally different look in the kitchen. Exactly. So exactly. I agree with you on that. Okay, let's talk about that linear. Linear lights, especially if you have a rectangular island, uh, seem to be maybe a trend. They've also been putting them over dining room tables that are rectangular. I do like the look. Is it a fad or is it a trend? Is it going to stay? Is it timeless? It is here to stay, I will predict, Um, because there's so many different styles. It works for over a large island, and it works over a dining table. Obviously, we're talking about islands today. I'm seeing a little bit of a trend of of that kind of coming back for islands. Um, It went away for a while in the kitchen and went to the dining table, as you mentioned. But I see it coming back uh, to the island. And I also, uh, on jobs I've even done, I've done over those big continent islands, those huge ones that are like 20 foot long, I've actually done two linears 
Oh, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Although a 20 foot island is sure a big island. (laughs) I've had some clients with that big of an island. And I've even had some that have two of those. That's how big their kitchens are. Some people. Okay. (laughs) So let's talk about the function of the fixtures. Yes. Um, First of all, I wanted to ask you, should they be centered on the island? If you have a 24-inch deep island, I would say center. If you have a 36-deep island, that's 36 inches, would you center them or would you put them closer to the eating area? If they do have an eating area on the opposite side of the work area, where would you put them? This is a this is a great question. I know. I because, come up with them every once in a while. <laughs> you do. But it, it, that's that's what makes you a great host because you really do. But the this is going to depend on the size of the pendant you choose. Okay. If you're going with more minis and your island's deep, you got to get those. I, I mean, I hate to say this, but if you're going with mini pendants and your island is deep or wide, you got to put that more towards where people might be sitting at on the other side of the island or you could get those minis and scatter them like a zigzag so that you have some on the work area and some on your eating area that's a little that's creative unusual, but it is creative i know yes and honestly multis are very in right now if we're mm-hmm. talking about so sometimes you know you've probably seen this i know we're getting a little away from your question but um, I'll finish answering your question first, but if they're larger pendants, definitely to center. If they're mm-hmm. smaller, I'd put it more towards uh, the eating area. And then I'd say you have to, which is another subject we'll talk about, add some extra lighting in there that's not a hanging pendant, but maybe a recessed can to hit your chopping and preparing side of the island so that there is light shining down. Right, and that's a good idea. And definitely for you guys out there who are doing your own designing, um, if you're going to have recessed lights in your ceiling, put them on a separate circuit so that you don't light up your kitchen all at once like Las Vegas. Also, a lot of times you may not need all that light, so definitely separate circuits. Amen. And also, I almost forgot, let's talk about LEDs and let's talk about dimmers. Yes. Okay. I'm like a dimmer freak. I tell everybody to dim everything. And like you said, also put them on separate circuits. If you have accent lighting of recess cans or even sconces over by your sink area, all that should be on its own switch. Um, Obviously, there's some cases where you come in after the fact and you gotta add. You want to add some pendants, and you gotta connect them to the recessed. I don't love to do that, but do it if you must. It's not the worst thing. But dimmers, I love to dim everything because that gives you control. If you're, you know, your cleaning lady's there, or you're your own cleaning lady, and you want to see every little crumb on a floor, you can turn those babies up and see. Or if you're entertaining and it's an evening dinner party, you can t- turn that all down and have it very moody and candles lit and everything on your island. It looks very sparkly, you know, and pretty. Um, but I definitely recommend dimmers. You always have to read the instructions because different pendants dim differently. If you're doing a screw-in LED bulb, that's a different kind of LED dimmer, which I know we've talked about in past shows. A less 
costly dimmer that is if you're using screw in led bulbs you always want to make sure your led bulbs as dimmable also mm -hmm. because some of them are not um then if you've got pendants you're ordering and they have built-in led diodes built into them and they'll usually come with about a five-year warranty on a light like that if you're buying a name brand but wait a minute um, i thought leds lasted a lifetime well, LEDs are meant to last a long time. They're actually meant to fade out, not totally die. I would say if you get something that's less expensive, like you're ordering something off Amazon.com mm -hmm. or, you know, or Wayfair, you're getting a lesser quality product typically. If it's not a, you know, they use a lot of their own name brands and that's not uh, you know, that's not the big heavy hitter brands that are going to stand behind their product. So I always try to let people know about that. But those built-in LED diodes, those are going to require a more expensive dimmer. So you got to read the fine print on that. Of course, the pleasure of having a screw-in bulb is you can put in LEDs, you can put in incandescent, you know, whatever you prefer. And you can change that up, you know, where if you get it built in, you cannot. Um, so, and then keep in mind lumens, because are you using these pendants to see, or are they just for show and not for blow, as my grandma would always say? <laughs> are they decorative? <laughs> you know, and that's a vintage saying right there. <laughs> but well, right you know, going down. Yes, my grandma was quite hilarious, but <laughs> but she was before LEDs. She was so actually, we're saying not all the LEDs are the same. No, they're not. So beware where you buy them and what to expect. So if you have a screw in LED, you can change your Kelvin, whereas yes. you can't do that when it's an integral part of the fixture. Now I'll I'll make a point to that. Some of these higher end companies that you know like i would deal in they sometimes will let you at point of purchase choose your led color temperature so they'll if you want warm white they'll let you choose 2700 if you want in the middle 3000 and but you're ordering it that way so you mm -hmm. know you can't change that but you can control it by putting it on a dimmer Exactly. Yeah. That's do you know right. how much information we pour out of these podcasts constantly? But I do want to take the time to talk about Studio 41. And they have showrooms in Illinois, a lot of showrooms. They have one in Scottsdale. We happen to be in uh, Arizona. And so I use Studio 41 as my source for all of my plumbing needs and for my cabinet hardware. They have the best selection of cabinet hardware. But if you don't live in Illinois and you don't live in Scottsdale and you're curious what they have, you can go to shopstudio41.com and then you could shop online or just see what they have. But they do have a great selection. Okay, on with our subject of um, pendants. And I, there's a couple hey. of other things I wanted to ask you about, Jim. Uh, we know that when you use the pendants, they become the focal point. They, as you said, become the jewelry. How common is it to mix looks? Say you have a contemporary pendant, but you have a traditional kitchen or closer to a transitional kitchen. Can you mix styles? 
you can mix styles. Um, I always recommend, though, getting a professional to help you with that. Yeah, don't try this alone out you. there, you guys. <laughs> well, because, uh, I mean, you totally can, and it looks like a more collected look. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, can look more high-end. But it also could be a miss. You know, if you want that look, definitely seek out professional help to do that. <laughs> um, because professionals are aware of the you know, we we're aware of the vendors and who makes what it's, you know, it's like yeah. putting, you know, you know, the right belt with the right dress, you know, what can I'm mix? seeing a lot of, um, well, sort of industrial lights and also rattan. Now I think you'd have to be really careful mixing that rattan with your existing kitchen, whatever the flavor is. Right. Yes, and rattan's really huge right now. Yeah. I, I always laugh because I'm, and I don't mean this snotty, but I'm always like 10 years ahead of a trend. <laughs> and they were call, uh, calling out rattan about 10 years ago. In fact, uh, you know, I did a display of it and it sat lonely for the longest time. Now that thing's getting so many hits, <laughs> it's yeah. hysterical. Well, I think people are tired of same old, same old. They want yeah. something different. And the kitchen is more fun, I think, than any other room. So they can change up things. So I agree. Yeah, definitely. Although I'd have to be careful mixing a very contemporary fixture with a traditional kitchen. I'm not sure about that. I think, like, for me, like, I could... I think a soft traditional, you know, chandelier could be paired maybe with some nice transitional pendants. But again, get help because it's not everybody has the gift of mixing things, mm-hmm. you know. And when all else fails, don't go with the traditional on the traditional or the. Are you seeing a lot of crystal chandeliers or crystal pendants over the island? Uh, not so much over the island these days. Um, not on this side of the country, not anywhere, because I'm actually doing some other jobs out of state, too, where there's totally different style. But I would say that was really 90s. (laughs) I would say people are more relaxed. But also, if you think about it, your island, especially if you're using it for prepping, cooking, cleaning, whatever, then you got to get up there and clean that crystal. That's Um, the problem. And if you live in our state, we know how much dust is here and... Well, also the grease will hang on to that crystal. And before you know it, you've got to get on that ladder and start cleaning your crystal. We got better things to do. (laughs) So probably going with a more simplistic fixture over your island, especially if it's a busy work island, would be suggested. And I always ask people those questions. Do they cook or is this kitchen just for show? I mean, I've had clients with very expensive kitchens that don't cook. They order DoorDash. Although I, I have to admit, DoorDash is pretty easy to deal with. But then you could have a crystal chandelier. You could, you could. But those are questions to ask. So if you're another designer out there, you want to ask your client that. I always ask people to, because pendants do dictate this, how do they like to feel in their home? You know, do they like to feel like they're eating at the steakhouse in Chicago or do they want to feel like they're in a surgical operating room? You know, you have to a ask surgical questions. operating. I don't think anybody <laughs> wants to be in that. I mean, but you know, 
that's very bright light. I mean, I've had people who really want their lights really <laughs> bright like that because they can't see. You well, know? I did a very contemporary kitchen and we used the 5000 Kelvin and we had white cabinets and the homeowner likes the bright, clean look. Mm -hmm. as opposed to the yellow or the soft. Hey, I just want to talk about Monogram real quick. Uh, Monogram has intelligent appliances, and they also have a smart HQ app, which can control the appliances. Bearing in mind that you can't get the app without the appliances, you could get the appliances and not use the app. So think about that. Also, let's talk about the supply chain. People, I'm really sorry to say this, but the appliances are still on back order. You cannot go to the store and have an instant delivered refrigerator. I think it might be getting better. I'm going to be doing a workshop about supply chains Thursday. Uh, but bear in mind, if you're going to get appliances, that's the first thing you want to order. The second thing is cabinetry. Uh, your lighting... Well, you can take your time on that because there's so many different things out there and so many places to buy. But get your appliances as soon as you can. If you want to learn more about Monogram, you can go to monogram.com. Or you can visit your local showroom and ask to see their displays. Hey, I wanted to talk about um, mixing uh, fixtures over an island with a fixture that would be over a table near the island or something you can see in the eating area. What do you do? Do you get companion? Do you get contrasting? Do you get throw your hands up and go, help? What do you do? Well, I'm finding less and less people wanting to be matchy-matchy anymore, mm -hmm. which I'm glad uh, because, like I said, it looks more collected and more timeless if you don't go matchy-matchy. You're going to stay in style longer if you mix it up a little bit. But what I try to do is ask everybody, which one do you want to be the focal point in the kitchen? Do you want it to be the table light or do you want it to be the pendants? You, I always tell everybody you want one star in your show, so you mm -hmm. don't want... You people get overstimulated very easily walking into a room. And as you know, as a kitchen and bath designer, most, you know, there's other things going on in the kitchen. Nowadays, appliances can be showy and rain, you know, hoods, hood vents can be showy. So there's a lot um, going on in a kitchen stone, you know, <laughs> that to look at. So I always say, which one do you want to be the star? And then after that, I make the other version, you know, if it's the pendants or the breakfast table light, I make that one the more simple one. So if they say, oh, I want my pendants to be the star gem, then I make those the star and make them wow, whatever they're being drawn to. And I simplify the breakfast table. I might do a clean drum, you know, fabric drum over the table or mm -hmm. a metal drum i made because it's a simple shape i might do a simple large oversized cone i might do a candelabra you know if they're more traditional and they want something clean so that i just try to make one of them the star that's the key <laughs> that's the whole key with well, that. the one that i just did recently which you did supply the lighting uh, the yeah. one over the table was so interesting, and so we opted for recessed lighting in the kitchen over the island. But then again, we had a big fan in that great room. So you right. end up with a lot of things dropping, um, and that's why a lot of times I will opt for recessed lighting, just yeah. so that I don't have so many things hanging. 
Well, and in your client's case, her piece over the table was a piece of art, really. Mm -hmm. And then the fan she fell in love with was a piece of art as well. So we didn't need a third piece of art going on in there. Sometimes you have to pull back and say, okay, there's a lot going on. What is the focal point in the room? You can have some focal points, but you have to have one major one, like you said, one star. Yes. And then dumb it down on the other stuff. Otherwise, people walk in, they're so confused. They're looking. I this reminds me of somebody walking into an antique store. You don't know what to look at first. Your head is, you know, bobbing back and forth. And so you want to keep things clean, simple, and elegant. Agreed? I totally agree. Okay. Well, do you have any other last um comments? Okay, Jim. I th- no, but they can always email you if they have any more questions. Yeah. Well, if you have any um, comments or questions, we certainly welcome uh, you emailing me to nancy at nancyhugo.com. If you have lighting fic- uh, questions, then I will pass it on to Jim. I do want to mention that I'm going to be recording my third segment of the four-part series for um, do-it-yourselfers. And for people who are going to remodel their kitchen and they just don't know how to talk to their contractor. And so the first Wednesday of every month, I have been partnering with Jason Miller and we talk about remodeling kitchen, different ideas. And this uh, first Wednesday of September will be real interesting to everybody. Anyway, Jim, I want to thank you for joining me. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Oh, it was fun. We always have fun. And for people who have listened to us before, you know that we laugh a lot and we we do have a lot of fun doing this. So please subscribe to the platform that you use to listen to these shows. And don't forget to share them with your friends. As I always say, we have so much information, you don't want to keep this to yourself. If you want to learn more about me, I do have a website, nancyhugo.com, where you can see a, a lot of the stuff that I've done, some videos that are on there all about me anyway Jem. again thank you we did so miss your we did miss your little puppies this time usually you have your dogs joining in with us but <laughs> they didn't want to talk on you know today but on the podcast but i do have the new baby cannoli and i'm sure she's a talker oh good well next time we'll catch her Yes, she'd like to be on, I'm sure. Hey, everybody, (laughs) thanks for listening to us. And hopefully you'll listen for the next one. I want you to stay safe. Have a great day. And, hey, if you're remodeling, good luck. Don't forget, ask a professional when you have a question. 